Welcome back to another episode of Conscious Clear Sofa Sessions. I am Damon Flagg, and today we are going to move forward to part three of six series on manipulation. On our last episode, we talked about developing your skill, and today we are going to talk about the emotional reactions that you should maintain when faced with manipulation or when you are using the skill yourself. I hope everyone is having an awesome-matic day. And are you ready to get started? Let's do it. Knowledge of emotional reactions and how to read them. Um, as you know, people or reading people in general is arguably the most vital tool to a su- successful manipulation. This might be an art to some or a science to others, depending on if they are naturally talented at it or if it is a completely acquired skill. Don't get me wrong. I do not mean to say that some people are born with the ability to read people. What I mean is that it comes easier to some people with time than others. Okay, Reading people and their emotions is a historically difficult task at attempting. um, Because when you attempt a manipulation, it is like akin to a blind man climbing a mountain. Many believe it is to be about making snap decisions based on how people look and jumping to conclusions before you even get to share in the knowledge. But in truth, it is way more than that. Before we jump into this, I must warn you, psychologists have confirmed that there is no foolproof way to read people. And I would like to personally add that many of the messages you might learn might seem contradictory. Now, having said that, this is up to you to engage your wits and let your instincts guide you. Um, A key facet of reading people is their emotional depositions toward various situations. To really understand them through this means, you need to have watched them react to a few situations so as to give you a feel as to how they might react to similar and contrasting settings. Now, however, emotions are notoriously difficult to decipher, and many amateurs make the mistake of translating signs and gestures into singular meanings. This is wrong because of the multiple possible emotions it is, you know, that is due to this possibility. That signs and gestures should not be treated or read as individual entities, but rather should be taken contextually. Also, putting into consideration other facts available to you, the last ingredient that is needed to make the result of reading as close to reality as possible is a sharp instinct. I have spoken about developing this in part two of this series and will refrain from discussing it any further. So check that out if you haven't seen it. But in my opinion, it is the most important tool for reading people. Knowing your mark is the first step to reading your target. It's to abandon all of your previous projections and prejudice about people. These prejudices could be racial, ethnic, etc., but they should all be thrown out because without a clean slate on which to present your facts, you risk destroying your readings with bias and sediments. As a manipulator, your main goal is reading people, especially strangers. 
It's not a spot to sit, but spot openings, which could be used to forge connections or to discover character traits that could be used to your advantage. I would advise that the knowledge or the skill in that attempting it initially uh, manipulations, you pick targets that are more secure or insecure or lonely or are possessing low self-esteem. This is usually obvious from their need to defend themselves regularly and eagerness to join or participate in a conversation. Shyness tendency to back down from confrontations and similar behaviors are are a general way to get people to initially lower their defenses with you. Um, also, to act charming. Now, do not act all weird and slimy with them, but adopt a natural witty charm for your principal or favorite high school teacher back in the day. This is especially effective with shy or insecure targets because people who would welcome compliments and jokes and strangers faster in other ways to break down the trust barrier by offering little of yourself and your secrets first. That's the part of you um, that doesn't necessarily have to be true, but it must be believable. Once the primary connection is formed, however, it is time to begin information gathering. If your target is talkative, you're in luck, you know, because they're going to tell you everything. Um, all you have to do is simply keep quiet and let them Prada run their um, life abound to you. So to be at least a tidbit of information scattered in between, however, if the target is more reserved or quieter, a little bit of skillful prodding is needed to tap into the right vibe. And once you get it, be sure to keep the bus going for as long as possible. Other than information gathering, um, from conversation, you can also proceed to watch the crowd he or she hangs out with. Her favorite drinks, favorite color, hobbies. This might seem a very banal, but knowledge of them could give you an edge with the mark. And that's all that is needed to improve your status in their lives. Now, once you have established the right relationship, the next step is to hunt for more private bits of information, most likely to push the buttons you need to push while observing and translating their emotional reactions to properly observe um, how they react to those specific situations. Not only that, but you must understand the logic or motive behind them. You have to take an objective perspective of the person's actions and devoid of any connections whatsoever. You first have to establish the nature of the event or situation causing such a reaction to check for conventionality, because since most people tend to react conventionally, to certain things, the abnormalities and oddities are the ones to look out for. Next, you analyze the markers of these reactions and the person such as the reaction were to occur for another stimulus, it will be clear, okay, what such a person is feeling. Some emotions may possess the same marker and would therefore require secondary markers or experience with the target to tell them apart. 
the need for making the emotional reaction of the target as well as it causes it to be well-placed to use the emotions to your advantage. Also, knowing the uh, limits where such is exposed to you. The presence of a particular emotion allowing you to adopt adapt, I'm sorry, to the mood and needs of the person. Now, that's keeping yourself relevant while making them believe that you care. That's my probability only to be necessary at the beginning of the association as the person is more likely to show more subseverance or dependence as the manipulations grow deeper and start deciphering and translating the emotions of a person might seem tricky at first, but usually gets easier with time. For instance, staying with a new cousin, family, relative, or roommate might be difficult at first. But as you start to warm up to them and learn about their eccentricities, you know, what makes them tick and what kills their buzz, their secrets, you begin um, to see kind of what they do with their time and how they react. And it's the same way with targets of manipulation. You need to invest time in understanding and learning their reactions and what they mean. So as to avoid pushing the wrong buttons at the wrong times. Learn to take a cue, very rarely counter um, an oddity that more or less does not conform to the reading you have arrived out on a particular person. Do not fret and do not react too swiftly. It is better to ignore it outwardly while watching for signs of repetition. The smart play would be to analyze it, try to understand what brought about the abnormality, and then it is likely to, I'm sure, happen again. This is necessary because manipulation is about control of not only the target, but having control of the emotion. Now, those that cannot be controlled should be predicted and skillfully avoided to prevent any surprises from occurring. Um, Take, for example, you've cultivated a manipulative relationship with a young lady or man who is quite reserved and is prone to long periods of silence. Then on one night, (laughs) they completely flip the script and go all wild party girl on you. Now, do you react hastily? And have you ever thought about that it could be a result of something or someone in their life that you're not familiar with? But listen, any hasty reaction against a previously entrenched stimulus could be rather counterproductive. So instead, it would be advisable for you to go along with the flow and later question their behavior without relinquishing control of the situation. This is the idea behind taking a cue. You have to be ready to better understand the situation in order to react or to obey the key to always getting it right. This is one of my favorite rules (laughs) because it requires patient thinking and smart decision making. The translation is rather simple. To react is to adopt. An active approach well to obey is to do otherwise. The rule applies to you, the manipulator, and the target it is simply used to stop impulsive action. 
The question is quite straightforward. Do you react to a situation or let things slide? This question is one you should never fail to ask yourself before putting another ploy in motion. It would be reckless of you if you were to move too fast and sloppy, or if you were to move too slowly. That is where the question comes, you know, and challenges you to consider your status. Now decide if any further action is necessary. Failure to make the right choice often ends in regret. And alternative question mostly used at the beginning of a manipulation to better gauge the chances of success of the ploy is to ask yourself how smart your target truly is. This might seem ordinary, but for you to succeed, you have to have complete faith in your own abilities, steering clear of overconfidence, and most times a good perception of the target's um, intellect is the perfect constraint as effective as this rule could be there. There's no trick or shortcut to knowing the answer to the question. To react to you or to put every piece of information you possess on a target interplay and then consult your gut and instincts on whether one or the other is the right choice. This concludes part three of six series as this has been another episode of Conscious Clear Sofa Sessions and if you found any value in this video please like, share, and subscribe to our channel and don't forget to visit us on social media or our website at www.consciousclears.com. I want to say that I am so blessed to be in your presence, and I will see you on our next episode.